Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. 22 after 6 in Russia, Ukraine has used drones to attack and damage at least two buildings in the capital, Moscow. Russian officials say the drones were suppressed and crashed. No one was hurt. Meanwhile, in Ukraine itself, it seems there's no big significant progress being made by either side. Professor Abel Ersterhez is an associate professor of strategy in the Faculty of Military Science at the University of Stellenbosch. Professor Ersterhez, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. These drones don't seem to have caused much damage in Moscow, but I suppose that's not the point. I suppose Ukraine is trying to say, look, we can hurt you too. Yeah, I think that's that's more or less the message that they're trying to convey. Uh, Stephen, the, the war is really um, at a stalemate on, on the battlefield. And so what we are witnessing at the moment is you know the two sides are trying to um, to to find ways outside the battlefield area to I almost want to say enveloped in uh, each other. Um, so we've seen Russia pulling out of the grain deal. Um, we've seen the bombing of Odessa. We've seen the bombing of Moscow. Um, we've seen a lot of talk with the NATO. Uh, uh convention that was taking place so the 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 problem at the moment is the battlefield stalemate and no progress at the battlefield on the battlefield um and i think we're going to see much more of these kind of actions uh, in future um so you know i've made the point um on a previous uh, discussion as well um I think it's time that we start to talk about how we will end this war because it's not going to end through um, what is unfolding on the battlefield and through a a battlefield victory. I suppose it's a bit like two rugby scrums. They're pushing against each other. No one's moving. So both sides have to try and look for something else. And it's very hard to see what that something else is. And both sides get more and more desperate. Well, I, I, that's that's a good uh, analogy. The, the the point here is the question is is how how can we sort of find any pathway to peace in 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 all of this? And I think there's beside the possibility of a battlefield victory, there's in essence two two other pathways to victory here. The the, the first is what unfolded in Russia, whether it's political change in Russia whether it's economic change in Russia, but it has to do with Russia. And and whether it's political change in Russia or whether it's economic change in Russia, but that's one pathway to victory. Um, another pathway to victory, I think, is uh, for NATO to uh, come to the table and say, let's stop this, let's end this. And so the third possibility, and I think this is where we need to to to, to start look for, start to look for for a, an end to this war is is to open negotiations and to start to talk about how are we going to end this, because um, a battlefield victory is not going to unfold for either Russia or Ukraine. Um, and in the meantime, it is people in Ukraine that's suffering. It's Russia, the uh, Russian people that's dying. And of course, it is. Uh, it has uh, wider ramifications. Uh, people in, in Africa that's, uh, you know, suffering because they don't have food and all kinds of other implications. So I think it's, 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 it's time that the world sit down and, and talk about pathways to peace. 
The West had really talked up the idea of a Ukrainian counteroffensive. They've been pumping so many weapons. NATO's been pumping so many weapons. The U.S. has been pumping so many weapons. Why is that not going anywhere? Are the Russian defensive positions just too strong? Well, the Russian defense, defensive positions is really what we refer to as defense in depth. We're talking about layers on layers of defense. And of course, you know, defense is always the strongest form of war. Um, Russia have prepared defenses in depth and uh, it will be difficult for any military. We, we can take the best military in the world. It will be difficult to break through this kind of defenses. Uh, you know, there's the history of the Battle of Kursk in, in 1943 that um, the Russians have done precisely the same, this layered defense. This is the one, one uh, variable. The other variable, of course, is the fact that, um, you know, um, if you really look at the kind of uh, military that Ukraine is sitting with and the equipment they have received, um, there's a small number of well-prepared uh, battalion groups uh, that's been well-equipped with uh, Western weaponry. But in general, uh, most of their battle groups are um, uh, basically infantry-based battle, battle groups. And so they don't have the biggest force in the world and they don't have a lot of them to to waste so um they are very very careful uh where they are um making an attack and and where they are uh trying to to break through so there's a there's a number of variables at play here i don't see the battlefield situation changing uh in the very near future i cannot see this changing um irrespective of of how much uh, weaponry is thrown at this problem um you know there's now talk about um, giving the ukraine more air power um the problem is that um most uh, not most but both sides um are sitting with so much intelligence and this is in essence the problem it's an intelligence problem that they are sitting with uh, that they know every single movement that the other side is making. So battlefield surprise have become almost impossible because they know every single move the other side is making. And if you're sitting with that kind of information, it's, of course, relatively easy to, to, to defend against that. And so this, is, this is something that we really need to to grapple with in terms of future war is the overwhelming amount of information that's available to the to the uh, warring parties and that they know every single move that the other side is making. Battlefield surprise is almost impossible. Professor Abel Yesterday, sir, thank you. Associate Professor of Strategy at the University of Stellenbosch.